I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> I'm sure you are. That's how I was after the last time. And when I looked outside this morning, I was like, between the wind and the drifts, I'm like, I'm not even attempting this until like three o'clock, even if I do. And then oh, yeah. all of a sudden, I'm sitting here watching TV and I hear a snowblower close and I'm like, huh. And I go to the front window and it's my dad. And I'm like, oh, thank God. So lucky. I was waiting all afternoon for that sound. I'm like, where is everybody with their right. snowblowers? <laughs> like, I'm going to need help. I mean, I did the same thing. I knew that I there was no point in going out there until mm-hmm. the worst of it was over. So yeah, the wind made it so much worse. It did. And although, you know, I really thought that there would be parts that wouldn't be so difficult because of the drifts, like mm-hmm. that there were going to be really high parts, but then there was also going to even out and be lower, like less snow areas right and that was just not the case in my driveway my driveway was like a (laughs) solid 18 inches of snow all the way across and I was like oh okay yep that's not happening (laughs) my biggest problem was that I was running out of places to put the snow like I was just having larger and larger mounds on either side of the driveway like I don't know where to put this shit anymore now I gotta carry it all the way to a new place that has less snow and that Uh, makes sense so much worse because you're like it does okay. like you have to carry it around I was thinking to myself I'm like why do they not make snow wheelbarrows because I would really use a snow wheelbarrow right now that would be great but then I know myself in a wheelbarrow and I would probably fill it too much to be like over and then you'd still the overachiever yeah and then yeah. like I would like push it over and then my whole body would just lop be lopsided <laughs> it would be horrible I guess we should talk about oh my gosh this masterpiece this thematic romantic masterpiece you brought it up a year ago when we first started yeah well it came out in 2020 and I do believe I watched it shortly after it was released because of all the buzz you did and you told me to watch it immediately and I started I remember I started and I started taking notes yeah. but it was like at a time of the night where I was comfortable in bed I was not paying attention but I just remember like writing, oh, he's aggressively getting a blow. Like it was just like, <laughs> yes. oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to talk about that scene. But yeah. So when I went to put it on, it was like resume. I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to start <laughs> no, from the beginning. No. Refresh. And then I'm like, it's two hours. It's two hours. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, we're covering 365 days. This is I hate it. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa. I'm Dawn. And let's talk about this sexual, uh, what, it, what would you, this movie is so close to porn. It is so close to I think to half porn. my notes say reference porn several times. So close to porn because we do need to now address in more depth the, the blowjob on the plane because I am honestly concerned that this was not simulated and that um she was actually performing this blowjob well let me tell you I had to I was looking the IMDB trivia because mm-hmm. I needed to know that and I needed to know a couple of other things because I I thought yeah, no, I knew an know. actor yeah I just like went to town on IMDB and it was simulated but he was wearing a strap on Oh, so that's why they were able to get such close views. Yeah, of holy shit. Because I, first of all, (laughs) I don't like do not touch my head. Oh yeah, I know the the grabbing. I mean, like that's a very particular, I think, 
preference if women like that or not, but you should probably, I mean, he was never going to ask. He's not the kind of guy to ask, but, (laughs) but it's not okay. (laughs) It's not okay. And I mean, she went along with it. I mean, he's a rich gangster dude. I mean, maybe she was afraid. (laughs) I would think. And it was just so aggressive to the point that it was that end of a porn when the girl's mascara is running and her eyes have been watering. (laughs) She was crying. And I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. But she liked it. Oh, oh yeah. She walked away and had that little smile. Like, oh my God, I just blew this guy. But we have to talk about why he did this because Mm -hmm. that was the funniest part to me. His business partner or whatever said something to him like, oh, we lost a barrel of cocaine. And then he just gets really mad and then goes in the back and is like, blow me. (laughs) I need need something to blow. Like it was just someone to suck my dick right now. I'm so mad. We had to release the tension. I can't. (laughs) I mean, even can we backtrack just to the yeah we have to because the first yeah and I understand why it might not have been so engaging to you the first time you watch because that whole scene is just very what are we doing here what is this I mean I understand that it kind of comes back later it doesn't come back enough no I mean it's a quick little reference (laughs) this is the very thin plot that's holding this movie together and it's so that it's not not... considered a porno it needed some type of storyline that was not sexual absolutely but (laughs) it's just barely there barely so massimo which is his name Mm -hmm. him and his dad are on top of this building very scenic very scenic lovely area (laughs) they're on top of this building and i guess the dad's right hand dude is having a meeting with these two other guys Basically in reference to human trafficking, right? Yes. Yeah. My understanding was that they were two mobster families and they were trying to get into business together in some form. Mm-hmm. And the other guys were like, we are going to sell you some underage girls. 12 year olds. <laughs> I love the gangsters with hearts of gold or like moral ethics codes. Right. Because they're like, we'll sell tons of drugs, but we're not human trafficking. That's where we draw the line, which I, mean, I will say, sure, human trafficking is really terrible. Yeah, I would not. But, but like, this doesn't make you, and I think I think they tried to do that a lot with Massimo during the movie, that to, to humanize him and make him seem like a yes. lot less of a douche than he actually was. But I'm not falling for that shit. You guys are still gangsters and you kill people for mm-hmm. no reason. So, so yeah, that scene was just kind of funny to me. <laughs> it's like, we are not doing that no. but we need to show respect to the child traffickers because uh, we don't want to piss them off essentially exactly doesn't work though <laughs> no and then whatever they're having more conversations and Massimo's talking with his dad towards the edge of the room right yeah and he looks down with a with magnifying glass I mean um <laughs> wow. binoculars binoculars <laughs> imagining that whole scene with a with a magnifying glass now <laughs> like he's a detective from the like he's trying eight, to melt her like an ant <laughs> sherlock holmes over here um <laughs> so and he sees a girl just prancing around on the beach yep yeah having a great time having a great time but then like the dad noticed her too yeah and says a woman she'll 
Oh God, burn, I should burn looked. your life. Basically. basically I, yeah. I, I almost wrote that down too, but then I was like, this is Whatever. stupid. Yeah. This whole scene was cliche. Cause it was all that whole thing of like the son who's the heir to the business and isn't really interested, just wants to have fun. And Can like- I tell you the, <laughs> the similarities I'm like, it's kind of like the Lion King. <laughs> yes. Everything the light touches. Right. Yours. And then all yeah. of a sudden he gets shot in the back. Right. Yeah. But I was confused on who shot him. Yes, that is also confusing to me because there is not enough repercussions on the roof there if somebody on that roof had shot him. Right. Then there should be like all out war happening and everybody should be trying to kill everybody. Right. You would think one person could not get away with shooting another person on that rooftop and then just waltz out of there like nothing happened. Exactly. I felt like it was from the air. Like right. a sniper but we don't thing. but we don't get that we don't see that at all we don't nope. there's no reference made to it so that was weird but I assumed that it was them because then Massimo has this vendetta against this other right. rival mob or whatever mafia organization mm-hmm. so but yeah that, I thought that was kind of strange because it didn't really make sense you know and you would think that they would all be armed you know yes that's what <laughs> I was thinking like once they panned away you'd see them just going at each other and nothing was happening. And then this song comes on. Oh my God. Can we talk about the soundtrack? There's so much. And Massimo in real life, he is the one singing half of these songs. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm like looking and I'm like, who I wrote in my notes. I'm like, who is this Michelle dude singing all these songs? And then all of a sudden I look and I'm like, Michelle Marone, Massimo. In Italian. Oh, Michele. That's okay. Um, I took Italian in high school. This is where I get to shine. Oh, you can shine. And then you got the, pol- <laughs> my po- the Polishness. Oh, yeah. Just- the Polish. The, all the Polish references. So, yeah. When I was looking up people, I'm like, wait a minute. That's the name from the songs. And I'm like, Massimo did oh. all the songs. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention to the subtitles, I guess. I was just like, oh, this sick beat going on right now. I felt like I was watching Too Hot to Handle or Mm. one of those other, um, Love is Blind, I think had a pretty synth but poppy soundtrack. Right, by an unknown person. Yes, yeah. So So that's that's a hilarious detail. I'm really glad that you found that out. (laughs) Then we get the whole five years later thing. Mm -hmm. Oh God, so confusing. That whole montage of the two scenes of them negotiating business stuff but now hers here i thought that there was some type of that she was somehow involved right overlap that there was some kind of overlap in the deals yeah her her meeting seemed like they killed somebody her meeting sounds like they killed somebody the way the guy was yelling and i honestly have no clue what happened (laughs) but that's what i'm saying i'm like oh my god did they not kill somebody and like they were supposed to and that's why they're yelling and that (laughs) coincides with his meeting because he's still alive here's my very very weak grasp on what her career situation is i think she works for hotels okay in either marketing or um, some sort of administrative role. And the reason that I think that is because later in the movie, she was hanging out with her friend, Olga. She was like, I got a job offer at this blah, blah hotel. Oh, okay. I think she does legit work, but I, I don't think they did a very good job of establishing that at all, no. given how confused we are right now. And, and just mm-hmm. the way that they did those scenes back and forth, making them seem like they were involved in similar business deals. It mm-hmm. was like, 
I'm just confused now because then Massimo's literally threatening and blackmailing people in his meeting because he lost a bunch of money. Yep. And it's like, what is going on? <laughs> and none of it matters. No, no. For the record, none of it matters. Especially her meeting. Her meeting no. means nothing. Does her job care that she went missing for a year? Does oh, she not I don't have think a like lot a of people time? That's true. <laughs> Olga cared, but I don't uh, think well, maybe unless she had a temporary contract or she was some kind of, I don't know, but nobody went looking for her. <laughs> right. Although she was only gone for two months. So there's that. Yeah. They made it seem way long. Oh, her meeting kind of reminded me of Austin Powers when Dr. Evil and they're all sitting around the table. I don't know what it was <laughs> about her meeting, but it was so strange. It was like dark and blue and I didn't understand it. And then she, after her meeting, she's stressed out. She goes home to her very rude boyfriend. Wait, but yeah, before we get home, what was she doing in the cab? She was looking at her boobs. Right. And then and she shot a selfie of her, but I don't know who she sent it to. Yeah, right. I And then I thought that was going to come back at some point and it never does. So. Nope. That was a weird thing, but okay. Yes. The boyfriend, Martin. Martin, that doofus. You know what? In terms of bad boyfriends in movies, not so bad. No, I think it was a typical. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. I think his worst quality is that he didn't seem to really care about her, but at the same time, he could have cared a lot less. You know, they went Mm -hmm. out for her birthday and he like, he got everybody singing happy birthday to her, which, you know, I hate being sung happy birthday you know, as much as the next person Mm -hmm. in public. I hate that. But if somebody's going to do that for me, I'm not going to sit there and scowl the whole time. Right. Like Like, he is acknowledging it and play along and be like, no, thank you. Do not do that to me again. But (laughs) she was so rude. She was just like, and then like runs away. Right. And was Massimo actually at this party? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the creepiest fucking encounter ever. Oh, And we're getting to one of my major beefs with this movie. And that is the fact that he calls her baby girl. And it makes my stomach turn every single time. I hate it so much. I feel like his accent makes up for it though. Are you lost baby girl? Oh God. When he said it, I had PTSD flashbacks because I did watch this movie two years ago Mm -hmm. and I really didn't remember all that much about it. And so when that happened, I just had this moment like, oh my God, I forgot that this was a thing. And now I'm really uncomfortable. I hate that so much. Yeah, it was super strange. And what I don't understand either is later on, she runs through the town at in the dark, down dark alleys. And I'm oh, like, yeah. where are you going? Why would you do this? Yeah, no, I, I had, yeah, I had that same reaction because it's a weird cut scene because it's very from the pool. It's from the pool when she and her friend are at the pool and she's complaining that Martin went to do something without her. She pushes him in. The yeah, pool. he comes along and they have a fight. She pushes him into the pool. And then the next thing we see is her at night standing by some balcony and like crying. And then she just starts wandering through the random alleyways of Italy. And I'm sorry, <laughs> why would you ever do that? <laughs> I get the normal streets, but we're talking dark back right there was nobody there and except for very sketchy looking characters and you know I would never victim blame but also you got to use some sort of common sense when you decide where you're going to be walking alone at night Mm -hmm. so yeah that was not a good decision made on her behalf wait I have to go back to (laughs) I did go back to when Massimo randomly pops up at this party 
Mm -hmm. or the the restaurant or bar that they were at that was such a bizarre encounter first of all and second of all she does not seem creeped out by it at all her reactions in this movie are totally bizarre to me because yeah he's an attractive man but he just snuck up on you when you're alone in an unfamiliar place asked you a weird question and then just disappeared out of nowhere that is the creepiest fucking vibe ever and she's just like "Hmm, that was weird just goes about her night like now I'm looking over my shoulder the whole time. Yeah. And not walking down dark streets by myself. And she does then get captured. Yes. <laughs> right. Also, oh God, this, I'm telling you, stuff's just going to come to me. At, no, like, like there's weird... so much. I told you I have three pages of notes. Oh, I, every God. time something crazy happened, I wrote it down. So Martin brought up several times her weak heart. Yes. And I was thinking that she was just a cold bitch. Right. I uh, The first time he said that, I was like, is this a medically diagnosed condition or are right. you just kind of being a dick? <laughs> so now she gets captured by Mosmo's people. She's drugged, sedative, whatever. She wakes up. I forget what happened. She fall- Does she fall or she's dizzy or something like that? Well, one of the first things she sees is a giant painting of her face. Creepy as fuck. So I believe that caused a bit of a reaction. Yeah. (laughs) Then he says to her, he comes up behind her and he goes, I didn't know you'd have that kind of, it's a reaction from the sedative and your heart. And I was like, oh, it is a medical condition. But how does he know that? First of all, does he have her medical records? Has to, has to. Second of all, does it really matter? It never comes up again in any sort of significant way. And does it even matter? She had a weird reaction to the sedative. She's still in a fucked up situation. So however she's acting seems appropriate to me. Yeah. Now he gives her the sob story. Yeah. That <laughs> when his dad died, he saw her on the beach. And ever since then, he's been trying to find her and he needs her. And I then was like, I was it her? She yeah, wasn't right? physically there. She couldn't have been. <laughs> right? Because what are the odds of that happening? Italy, I guess, is a smaller country than America, but it still seems very unlikely, especially since she's Polish. So yeah, presumably she, lives, she in lives, Poland. lives in Poland. So yeah, the odds of that happening. And I remember even thinking it didn't even really look like her you know it she looked she could have looked similar she doesn't have a very striking face that you would say definitely this person Mm -hmm. the odds of him being able to identify her and he says that he saw her at the airport right after he got his dick sucked by that flight attendant by the way right and she was kind of like staring i mean they were tinted windows but she was staring in like yeah as if they were having a moment and it's like there's no way that she saw him (laughs) on top of that building was she just like why is this idiot staring at me but either way it's all incredibly creepy and the painting for me is what does it whatever happens beyond the painting oh yeah once i I saw the painting i was like This I'm is so sorry. deranged. Like, it's one thing to have a picture on a fridge. He has, like, literally a fucking canvas the it's size huge. of, like... It's that, It's the, like my whole wall in my living room. It's, the, it's that big. Yep. And also, I just have to point out uh-huh. in that scene, huge fireplace, very tiny fire. I don't know if you know <laughs> that. It was, like, the tiniest little grate and this little flame in there. Did not notice the tiny fire. <laughs> little fires everywhere. Oh, my goodness. And the worst part of this is that he, so he kidnaps her because he fell in love with her on that beach while he was dying. She has no idea about any of this. He kidnaps her and says, I'm going to give you 365 days to fall in love with me as if he's doing her some kind of favor. An opportunity has come about for you. And she's like, I didn't fucking sign up for this. I didn't ask to 
fall in love with anybody but the way he phrases it like he's doing her yes real big and favor. then he's like after the 365 days if you haven't fallen in love with me then you're free to go and i'm like mm-hmm. is this beauty and the beast oh well absolutely it's two <laughs> disney movie references what wait what was the other one lion king oh right yeah sorry <laughs> losing my mind i mean stockholm syndrome tends to be a very prominent theme in modern romance for some reason yes but the fact that i was just able to reference children's movies (laughs) this cinematic masterpiece is just wild and for our listeners if any of you are huge reality tv show fans like i am laura which i love i know the the italian i love it she looks exactly like pow from 90 day fiance as I'm watching the whole thing, I'm like, that's pal. That's totally pal. Okay. Well, um, this chick has a much better body, though. But face, accent. So if anybody needs that reference point and didn't watch the movie, you're welcome. <laughs> okay. So before we yeah. leave this conversation, I have another couple of things I just want to bring to your attention or any attention. Everyone's attention. Everyone's attention. So first of all, similar to the whole, I'm going to give you the opportunity to fall in love with me is the other rule of like, I won't touch you unless you ask for it. And as he is saying this, he's literally groping her breast. There's like, do you mean sex? Is that what you mean by I will not touch you? I will not fuck you. Right. Because he does this a lot where he's just like on her right? And in her personal space being like, I dare you to resist me. And it's just like, this is not giving her space. This is not no. allowing her to come to her own decision. Like this is very aggressive behavior, but yeah, go ahead and pat yourself on the back. You're not fucking her. So there's that. And then the other thing is what he shows her And this is an interesting thing too. He shows her pictures of Martin cheating on her. Mm -hmm. These are very nice photos, by the way. They showed him very quickly, but it was black and white. They were posed very nicely. But they weren't pixelated like a detective or like right. Yes, an investigator investigator. was was taking it from the trees five blocks away. (laughs) Exactly. So very nice photos, clear res, and something that came up later in the movie. Martin says that he doesn't remember anything that happened that night like he had a drink and then he doesn't remember so did Massimo set this up in some way shape or form I wouldn't put it I I would not doubt that right it's totally his mo but and then she gets upset with him when when he shows up at her friend's apartment that right that later and I wasn't sure if that was because she was mad at him for dumping her in Poland for a while or because she just realized that he had kind of set this up in a way to like push her away from Martin even though he wasn't a great boyfriend that seemed to be sort of like a final straw situation I feel like it was a combination Martin seemed to be really confused or and wanted her back and was like I don't understand what happened and right and gone. he didn't seem aggressive about it like he wasn't like and he never mentioned another woman. No. He never said like, oh, it didn't mean anything. Like, I don't. Right. He you was know, truly was oblivious sort of... to everything yeah. that happened. Yeah. So I, but it wasn't, if that's what happened, it really wasn't that clear. Like they kind of gave us the pieces, but I'm still not totally sure that that's how it went down. I would have liked more clarity. Oh yeah. And can I just point out, we're really only into the first half hour. <laughs> Yes, and no one has had sex yet. No, but <laughs> that let- was the amazing <laughs> thing about this movie that it was billed as being so sexy. These people do not fuck until an hour into this. Oh, but two they hour make movie. up for it. They do. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll Let's get just- there. 
yeah it'll just take us a while just like it took them oh right after the oh so she does this great disarming of him in the moment she gets his gun away from him yes and then for some reason doesn't shoot him (laughs) at this point if you don't want to kill him just shoot him in the leg and fucking run get out of there i feel like it was a okay you think you captured this little lady but like i can fuck you up they really tried to make her a strong female character but given how everything went down i have a hard time accepting that character for her (laughs) It's, it's the polish temper come on now yeah which I can I can I can relate I mean (laughs) we have that yeah but like I I don't know she she made a lot of stupid decisions at a certain you know this was smart disarming him and kind of cool and I was like oh sweet she's capable but then she she just when she's sort of resigned to her fate she just starts to act really dumb and even though she's kind of aware that Massimo is involved in dangerous activity she continues to be stupid and it's just like okay like I get you're trying to stick it to him because he kidnapped you but also he works with a lot of dangerous people and you should probably just not ruffle those feathers yeah but I mean, I can get into deeper examples of that later, but I feel like the next scene was kind of crazy with somebody within Massimo's mafia arrangement or whatever was in a torture chamber in the basement or something. He was like strapped. Okay. This is exactly how I pictured it. He was tied to a rock that looked like the rock that closed the tomb of Jesus (laughs) before Easter on uh, Holy Thursday. Before Easter. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah. That's what it looked like. The one that they just roll and close. Right. Cause it's a, it's a perfectly round Mm -hmm. gigantic rock. It's very dramatic. And why would you have one of these just like hanging out in your um, house for (laughs) For torture, obviously. So he's like strapped to it, but then I I don't know exactly uh, what they were planning to do to him on it it's not like it's a stretching device right it's not like out of a saw movie but it was yeah it it was interesting and i have to say too of course pointing out the obvious it's like 50 shades but more mafia-esque oh yeah like there are definitely parallels you can draw too many parallels but at the same time i'm like very just a little more dangerous yeah, very different in, in that aspect of it. Like, this is actually a dangerous person. Right. And also the obsession with her, I think, is a little bit creepier. Oh, yeah, because he basically picked her out of nowhere. and Right, he like... didn't even have a conversation with her when he started commissioning paintings for his home. Right, so... didn't meet her, does not know who she is, but exactly. needs her and wants her badly. It's so creepy. So is the guy that was on the Jesus rock, is he the one that they shoot in the courtyard later when she's like trying to escape? Okay. And then she's like, oh my God, you're a dangerous man who kills people. And it's like, okay, did you not, did you not think that from the beginning? Prior, prior to that though, his sidekick Domenico, who I love, I think he's adorable and I want more of him. I wish she was going to get together with her friend Olga. Olga. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's possible. Well, if you were on the IMDb, you know it's that coming. there is an untitled sequel coming out this year. Yeah. My excitement is so... <laughs> Guys, this movie's horrible, but I need to know more. Anyway. This was so fun. This um, movie was so fun. It was so fun. So, I... <laughs> so then she's in the shower. She's sitting down. Shower's coming down. And then you, you see later on, it's 
an open concept shower. There's no yeah. doors, uh-huh. no toilet. The bed is right in front of the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just walk to it and it's like communal. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I do like that you have your own shower head. I think that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. The his and hers shower heads yeah. were kind of nice. And we'll get to that shower scene. But I think this is actually something similar that they do in Japan where the bathroom, it's not necessarily like the the shower is in your bedroom, but the bathroom is open concept. So like you pee and then like the shower, you just walk over to where the shower is. Mm. You don't get into a shower. The faucet's just on the wall and you just- It's very handicap accessible. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure that's what they were thinking. (laughs) Well, no, because I was in- (laughs) <laughs> a few years back, I was with an ex. We were in Pennsylvania and we were in a hotel and they gave us the handicap room on the first floor for some reason. Oh, fun. You go into the bathroom and sure enough, the shower, it's just walk like you just walk in it. Mm. That was convenient. But I, I must. <laughs> and the bathroom nice. was huge. I'm like, oh, I want to stay in yeah. a handicap bathroom all the time. It is an interesting concept, but being in front of your bed like that. It's just yeah, so it, yeah, it is. It is a strange thing. So one of the things that I also now hearkening back to something that I said earlier about them trying to humanize Massimo at every turn. Mm-hmm. So when she then is talking to him about this assassination that occurs in the courtyard, he's like, well, you know, he hurt children and stuff. So like I had to kill him. <laughs> it's just like, again, child trafficking is terrible. But there's a justice system for that. And the fact that you didn't just report him because you're also involved in criminal activity is a problem for me. Mm. <laughs> so again, they're trying. They're trying to make him seem like a nice guy. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Also, it seems like every time she closes her eyes and then opens them again, like Massimo is there. Does he do anything? He's just always around. She, always she around. was like laying on a lounge chair outside and she just rolls over and he's like right there and he's like <laughs> we're going somewhere and she's like uh no he's like well um yeah we are and then drags her off and it's just like okay this is where i got confused too she's a couple of days in at this point right mm-hmm. and she's being pretty agreeable to almost everything but she she's not liking it but she's not fighting it either she's just going with the flow and mm-hmm. she, at that point, had called her mom and was like, oh, I got off of this job in Italy. I'm going to be here for a year. Right. So clearly you committed to the situation. Right. Yeah. She's, so she why is she it. like when they go on the plane to wherever the fuck they're going, kicking and screaming? That made no sense to me. I know. Well, she's very annoying because she does this a lot where she teases Massimo like she is interested in the fucking and then pulls away and is like never going to happen. And it's like, why are you doing this if you're really just reserved to the fact that or resigned to the fact that you're his prisoner, then just go about your daily life and ignore the fuck out of him. That would probably piss him off a lot more than teasing him so and that's again why now I have a problem respecting her because it's obvious and and this is just maybe the way that they wrote her character but it's obvious that she wants this oh yeah and it's just confusing in my brain as to what makes her want this because again we've established Massimo is so close to being a rapist he's so close he's right there so close and at the same time I think we're up to the shower scene. Can we discuss that? Yes. Yeah, we can discuss the shower scene now. Thank you. So <laughs> he looks very good naked. Oh Hold my on. god, looks very good naked. <laughs> They're in bed together, 
he just sleeps next to her. They didn't do anything yet. Right. And that's the other thing about her just opening her eyes and being like, oh, oh there he is. <laughs> there he is. So she gets up to shower. She is a nice ass too, let me say. So he watches her walk to the shower. She starts showering. He gets up. He goes to the other shower. Doesn't even like look at her. Hands on the walls, letting the water go. Down. And she's staring at him. Staring at him. Mm-hmm. And he's Leering. like, are you, are you going to do something? Or are you just no. going to yeah, and then he says, do you want to touch, touch it? it? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sitting here like, I would want I to wanna touch, touch it. it. <laughs> like, we're this close. We're touching it. We're touching it. Right. Yeah. Like, if you're already at this stage of teasing and taunting, then just let him touch you. And then you touch it. Yeah. Why are we even pretending anymore? I think that was the problem for me is that they were making her so compliant so, so, so soon in all the ways except for the ways that we wanted Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was like just fuck the man and I and that's the problem for me too is that the concept of this movie was that she needed to fall in love with him but falling in love with him also means agreeing to have sex with him because I think personally I would probably fuck him before I fell in love with him yes just because he's a very attractive man and also I don't fall in love in two months so yeah we got to make sure everything works too like we got to make right, sure everything yeah the flows. chemistry is there mm-hmm. so yeah so I just I find that very annoying to me is that you know having sex is equated with love in this it's a very archaic kind of way it, to yeah look at it. definitely and you know he walks up to her and again she's taunting him like normal and she goes to walk away and he does haha he he <laughs> grabs her neck and pulls her around and that's when I had texted you and said I needed to pause <laughs> little did I know what would come later but <laughs> I needed to pause and I'm like I haven't gotten laid in almost three years <laughs> I need a break <laughs> um this is I scary. will shower with a gangster if I have to oh my god it was <laughs> that moment I was like oh god yeah well the thing is you know these movies always make shower sex and the idea of shower sex seems so romantic and the reality of it is just that it's not but I will allow that yeah it looks real sexy (laughs) it doesn't feel real sexy if you do it for real but it looks nice right so those moments were were nice and scintillating but very annoying because then she was just like "Mm, no we're not gonna do anything blah and the other thing that annoyed me was how he, I think it was shortly, or maybe it was before this, where he was like, I need you to teach me to be gentle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's literally not her job. If you, if any man approaches you and says, I need you to teach me how to be a better human to you, that's a red fucking flag. That is the reddest flag you can ever find. Yeah. So just run. Just run. That's not your responsibility. You don't you shouldn't have to teach a man how to teach you like a human being. Yeah. That's very true. That's that on that. So they go this was another part that I was like, "Stop. You're fucking taunting me." They get on the plane after she kicks and screams her way on. Yeah, and can I just say I miss private jets and by I miss private jets, I mean I miss succession, but yeah. <laughs> as soon as they Fair show enough. like private jets i was like oh succession i miss you oh man sorry no it's continue. okay she again taunts him some more they tie her up with the seatbelt, which i thought was hilarious oh god yeah <laughs> it was like a straight jacket Seri- it's like they 
it was it was unnecessary uh-huh and finagled it in a way of amateurs i would think they'd have more of a like idea of how to tie somebody up in a plane they seem right they seem like the type that would have done this more than once it was an amateur job <laughs> so he comes over and he basically you know says his seductive spiel and starts to finger her and i am like <laughs> we're done oh getting hot and sweaty <laughs> so and it was the fact that he teased her made it even worse. Well, again, though, this she never said no necessarily. No, but, she but was. He ta- said, but he said she wasn't going to touch her until she said it was okay. And I don't never. I don't think he can assume that that was okay. Given she was tied up too, it didn't help. Right. <laughs> so again, I'm like, do you just mean fuck when you say touch? Like I I'm just think not going to so. fuck you. <laughs> I really do now think that that. And was by what fuck, that meant. I mean, I guess classic vaginal penetration yes. because with with a penis because it, we can discuss and debate for hours on what sex is but yeah. in this case apparently he's not violating his own rule as long as he does not penetrate her with his vagina correct oh. <laughs> with his penis i said his vagina god i hope he doesn't have a vagina sorry that would make this super awkward. i really don't think so i think he has a big penis definitely now where did they go they went to well they went to rome i think because the Colosseum was there yes okay but they were talking about going to sicily so then i mean maybe it was a way stop but i i don't know the the Colosseum is in rome (laughs) that's all i know then they go wherever they stay there's like a sex dungeon room yes i was confused about this too because i said what the actual fuck is this hotel room is it a hotel or does he own this and then they showed a picture of him with the the lion. And I was like, okay, so this must be like his apartment or compound. Like maybe they just have different right. headquarters in different places. I think he owns that place. I think so too. So he gets her on the bed and he ties her up, which I think honestly, this is a great contraption. Okay. Can I just say, I love a spreader bar. I love a spreader. Never bar. used. Very intrigued great. by it. Oh, uh, I have one. You can borrow it if you want. What? <laughs> I had the, I had, I used to have the under the bed straps. So like I could, yeah, yeah, but no longer, but I did like the whole like retractable chains. That was the other thing that made me think he must own this place because what hotel would just have this set up (laughs) with the picture of him with the lion across from the bed, because that's what (sighs) you want to be looking at when you're being fucked. (laughs) Yeah. So he taught, he gets her all, you know, hooked up and he has her. Watch him get blown by this dominatrix looking chick. Yeah, she had intense lingerie. And I'm sitting here and I'm writing in my notes, when will guys ever realize women don't find watching getting head sexy? Yes. Like I'm not turned on by this (laughs) at all. Yes. I had the same moment and it was, it was more than that too, for me. Cause it was more like he was trying to make her jealous by having her watch him get blown by another woman. And in my head, I'm like, that's a lot of work. If she wants to do right. that, go good. Good go for ahead. her. She can do that. I will take the rest of the, the other kinds of With sex, all your but fucking like <laughs> head touching and like gagging. I don't try to gag me. I don't go ahead. Let her do it. I don't give a shit. But if they, exactly. were, if they were fucking in front of me, I'd be pissed. Yes. A thousand percent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That would have been different, but that's the hard part of sex with a man. So 
<laughs> go ahead, honey. You go ahead. Yeah, I just that was one of the things that I'm like, are you really trying to use that against her? It cracked me up. I laughed because I was like, this is not working. <laughs> no, did nothing for me. And that's what made me look up. So I had to look to see who wrote this movie, if it was a man or a woman, because there were a lot of times where I was like, a man wrote woman. this scene. A woman wrote a book. It's the book. It's based off a book. <laughs> I know. And it really scared me. I mean, so is Fifty Shades of Grey. So I guess I kind of see. Yeah. I can understand, but I, I guess I felt like the movie adaptation felt very much through the male gaze. Mm-hmm. So, and, and especially that scene, because I really don't think, and there was a female director and screenwriter who seemed to be involved in a lot, you know, in a prominent way, but I just, I find it so hard to believe that a woman read that scene and was like, yep, this will work. This <laughs> makes sense because there's no way that I would have ever been like, oh my God, I'm so jealous of this woman giving him a blowjob. Right. I really want to be giving that blowjob. God, no. <laughs> Let me add him. No. And then the thing that happens after that. So again, back to sort of like consent issue, because after that, he kind of lunges at her on the bed and is like, I can have you in whatever ways. Licks I her want. thigh. Didn't help again. <laughs> but She's like, so she says, please. And then she says, I'm begging you. Mm-hmm. But she never really says whether that's please fuck me or I'm begging you to fuck me or please stop. I'm begging you to stop. And he seems to interpret it as stop because he doesn't initiate anything. And in, and then in, again, it bothers me because it's like now he has said multiple times that he will not touch her unless she asks him to. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was a confusing interaction to me because I didn't know whether or not she wanted it to be happening. And he seemed to think she didn't. So in which case he shouldn't have been touching her in the first, it's just very confusing. All of it's very confusing, but I do think that she, cause she went over there. She, he didn't ask her to show up at his room or anything. And mm-hmm. she was going over there with the plan to continue taunting him. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't taunt somebody who has the potential to be a rapist. That just feels like a stupid thing to do. Or kill me. That too. Right. (laughs) Sure. You're playing with fire here. And I don't think you've been able to establish enough trust that he will not hurt you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that it's just, it's wild to me because I agree with you that there have to this point in the movie, there have been kind of sexy moments. And if you take them out of their context, they're even sexier. Mm-hmm. But in the context, it's very terrifying to think that any woman in that actual situation would be okay with it. Yes. Yeah. No, I exactly. But her taunting really pisses me the fuck off. Because the next scene you see, they go to this club. Oh, the club. Which seemed like a really fucking awesome club. I'm not even going to lie. It made me want to do a lot of coke because I thought it was really kind of cool that they just walk around with a tin, with a pan and they're like, here. Listen, I really wanted to go to Italy the whole time I was watching this movie. I was like, Italy looks like a fun time. It's funny how you said that. And I'm thinking the whole time that I want to learn Polish. <laughs> because whenever she would talk with Olga and they would just have their conversations, I'm yeah. like, I need to learn this language. That would be I know a awesome. few phrases from my grandpa, but oh. like, not... I couldn't get by. <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd be able to say Yakshay Maj, which is like, how are yeah, you? <laughs> so that's all I know. I know, like, I know an- your ass. I guess <laughs> oh, the curse words. The yeah. curse words. Yeah. But something you don't want to know when you're a tourist, like a visitor in Right. Like, country. it's not going to help you really, but <laughs> ingratiate yourself. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm, no. So, okay. so the club. At the club. <laughs> um, I'm not digging the high ponytail. 
I didn't like No, that. that wasn't a good look for her. I agree. So he's, you know, doing coke upstairs or whatever with his, you know, as one goons. does. <laughs> Mind you, one of his bodyguards looked super fucking familiar. I was also very attracted to him, the bald guy, the really tall buff bald guy. They were both bald, but Oh, sorry. Then the the taller buffer one. One of them kind of reminded me of uh, the guy in National Treasure who works with um, Sean Bean and is a bad bodyguard in that movie, too. Never saw it. Oh, my God. Oh, that hurts me so much. I tell you, I, I think that, I own it, too. Which I is said that so right crazy. into my mic. It's going to be super loud. But, <laughs> oh, man, I that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I love oh. National Treasure. It's such a good movie. Anyway, so that was not who you were talking about. But. No, but <laughs> anyway back to the club she's down at the bar trying to get a drink and she's looking up at him looking down at her right and dominico is right next to him again love him he's fucking hilarious and he kind of gives him the heads up and then she looks right at him and then grabs the guy next to her and like whispers in his ear although Mm -hmm. it looks like she's kissing his neck or whatever yeah it was a weird moment yeah and he, of course, loses his shit and goes to run downstairs. And Domenico starts laughing. And I was yeah. like, I love this guy. He thinks this is fucking ridiculous, too. Well, like, because it is. Yeah, because yeah. it is. Him and, and that's why I was so psyched to potentially see him and Olga get together. Because she had a similar read on the situation mm-hmm. where she was like, are you fucking crazy? And she was just in my head the whole time. And I was like, yes, yes right. this like, woman. Like, he's Listen keeping to this you captive. Woman. Like, what, what is yeah. going to what good's going to come out of this? Well, the thing, so the thing about that club scene that then confused me because, so she whispers in this guy's ear and then Massimo comes to look for her. He gets lost in the dancing crowd. And the next he sees her, she's dancing on a pole upstairs with some guy who is not the same guy from the bar, but no. super creepy and is like, which you find out her. is one of his guys. Oh, do we? Yeah. Oh. oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. That he then kills. He pulls out two guns in a club. I was like, <laughs> forgetting it was one of his guys or not realizing it at the time. I wrote in my notes, I would love it if a guy pulled out two guns to defend me. But <laughs> at the same time, I was like, two aren't really necessary right now. Right. Two guns, not necessary. There's one threat to you. And oh my God, I can't with this movie. At that point, I was like, Jesus Christ. And so at this point, we arrive at the boat scene. <gasps> so before we get to the oh. majority, the majority of what this boat is all about, he's talking to his other business partner. I, I do you know this guy's name? What was the the older guy? Oh, uh, hold on. I'm gonna look it up right now because he's early Mario Mario right yes okay so he's talking to Mario and Mario's like you need to get rid of this chick she is causing problems you know dissent within the ranks and also with this other family that we're warring with or whatever and he also says something about like you need to get off this boat or like we need to get rid of this boat and this is where Massimo interjects and is like no definitely not and if you're not thinking about it too closely, you can assume that he was more offended by having to get rid of his yacht than having to get rid of it. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great moment. So then Laura overhears them and she's like, I'm so sorry for causing trouble. And then they like squabble. Yeah, a little bit about what I I don't know. And then there's this overly dramatic scene where she falls into the water off of the boat because they're in a shoving match for (laughs) no, no good reason. And he dives in after it's like that whole scene was just like, what is going? (laughs) But it brings us to one of the better moments of the movie. 
and she gets all you know cleaned up showered whatever she's and they have a conversation if you could call it that i'm like wait there was talking on this well guy? doesn't he like kind of convince her at that point just do it already or she says something to him like just i'm just gonna it. do it already I'm trying to remember what their conversation was, but it did make her feel sentimental because I wrote it in my notes. This is a weird time to feel feel sentimental about the man who kidnapped you because it was just kind of a strange conversation they were having. Unless she was just feeling like, oh, my God, he saved me. But why would he? From what? Drowning? <laughs> Something like that, because honestly, it my seem notes- like she couldn't swim when she was right. in the water. She was kind of flailing. So but, it was kind of like know. a pity blowjob, but at the same time. <laughs> I've given those before. <laughs> oh, a thousand. Hmm. Sometimes you just need to make them God, feel better about themselves. I can themselves. give a class. Pity blowjobs 101. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to learn a lot about ourselves tonight. Right? I'm like, oh my God, my parents can never listen to this. Seriously, <laughs> we have to put like extra explicit on this one. Yeah. So yeah, so I write, she's finally blowing him. And Again, he does the head holding thing and I want to fucking scream. But the song, I love the song that played during this they, interlude. Well, they, I'm glad you did because they let the whole thing Whole play. song play. Whole song. Four minutes. Four minutes yeah. is how long this sex If anybody wants to know, lasted. they probably do because it's a, it's a TikTok song, guys. But it's uh, I See Red by Everybody Loves an Outlaw. And it all, it went with the fucking scene, like. You couldn't deny that it was hot just thinking about it. (laughs) I mean, I can't I can't admit that I spent a lot of time reading the lyrics. I was mostly trying to look for actual signs of penetration, because once again, I was like, this cannot possibly. It was too close. Yeah, the way he's moving his hips. I'm like, this is sex. They are fucking right now. I said they are awfully close. Did they really bone? Because it was just. The close-ups they were getting, like you said, the way he moved his hips, the positioning, even like, did he go down on her for real? Because he was super close and he spit on her. And I know the dribbling spit part. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Which again, on IMDb, I read that she said something where like, it's a very popular gesture in Poland for couples. That's what she said. Oh. It says, writer Blanka Lipinska revealed that she shot that the shot where the lead actor spits into the private parts of the actress <laughs> oh please don't call them private parts during sexual intercourse was cut from prior versions of the film and was only reinserted after she asked for it to be put back in reinserted sorry yeah no Just like the language there it was a popular That's gesture awkward it's a popular yeah gesture. but no i so i felt like even when they switched positions in the moment i just i felt like there was no smooth way to do that unless you were physically inside the person mm-hmm. especially because you know they're trying not to show vag and peen so in order to do those motions smoothly i feel like the peen had to be literally concealed within the vagina that's the only way you could have done it and there was just a lot of realistic. Unless it was a, dil- uh, uh, a strap on again. On. Then what did they do with his dick? Right? Like, how was he not turned on? Where, like, yeah, like, where did he put it? Where does his boner go? <laughs> where does his boner go? <laughs> and, and, like, one of the things, because the problem was, I do feel like I kind of 
got brought out of this scene only because we just kept changing locations and you know it was like they're banging on the bed for a I'm while sorry, it was nice the front of the boat yeah and yeah and then they're on the front of the boat i thought other people were on the boat with them right who's driving the boat i mean they could have been anchored but then who's even driving? if <laughs> I mean, they, they were probably angry, but did Mario stay on the boat for all of this? He was there. That's probably why he's so miserable. <laughs> well, you can tell because Massimo is constantly making stupid decisions based on his penis. And Mario's just over there like this fucking kid. I worked with his father who right. was probably. This kid took over great. <laughs> yeah, he awesome. His dick all the time. <laughs> Poor Mario. He needs a raise. He does. Uh, so. Uh, okay, so then Massimo is like, we're going to a ball tonight. And can I just say, a masquerade ball is probably one of the most cliche things you can do in this genre. Yeah. I hate it so much. It did not it's need so to be masquerade. Overdone. It did not need to be a masquerade. And quickly, before we get to that, we haven't mentioned it to this point, but I need to mention it because I wrote mm-hmm. it down several times. Did you notice how many times we did either a shopping or a makeover montage? Yes. Constantly. Constantly. I believe there were five. Yeah. It's like the only way to shut her up was to take her shopping. Take her shopping. Yeah. And and the weird thing to me is that he doesn't seem to be super into the shopping experience. Not like at he's all. He's always like on his phone and just out of it. It'd be one thing if he was kind of like having fun with Lulu. I mean, they do fool around in the dressing room when they're shopping for the masquerade right but like prior to that he's just kind of like sitting there super bored and it's like why why i loved the one scene i think the initial one where the two bodyguards were sitting there too and they were they had all the bags (laughs) and she's giving a show and he's not watching and the bodyguards are trying not to look because yeah they get killed right exactly but yeah then like that hilarious scene of the bodyguards carrying all the bags after and stuff falling (laughs) I'm like, this isn't a rom-com. I know, but they do so many Mm -hmm. of you. You know, it would have been bad enough just to have one. But like every time one came up, I'm like, oh my God, we're doing this again. Mm -hmm. So then for the masquerade, this is when they have the two gay guys in the really um, fabulous That was another cliche. (laughs) Like, oh, you have this dresser. These, they're not designers. What's the word I'm looking for? Stylist. Stylist, thank you. Yeah. But it was just so fucking cliche. And even her excitement about it at that point, I was like, yeah, because yeah, you're getting laid it. now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like her demeanor changed a thousand percent, but that's exactly what you meant before about like, you're not going to start falling in love with somebody unless you've had sex with them. So yeah. all of that it's real sex, now. <laughs> it's real now. now like, boom. she's been penetrated. So <laughs> we need to talk about the dancing at the masquerade ball. Wow. <laughs> we need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It was so bad. I mean, it was mostly them staring at each other and in really intensely. And then also them just groping each other in public. It was the most uncomfortable. I was also ready for a flash mob dance scene like in (laughs) She's All That. Oh, wait, why would you ever expect that? No, just the lighting and the and like the way the camera was shooting the whole thing. I was just expecting like, you know, the guys on one side, the girls on the other side doing like this <laughs> dance off. And I was like, <laughs> no, they're like in their own little world. Yeah. And, and nobody even like stops looking because I feel like that's a cliche in a lot of these types of movies where everybody's like, oh my God, look at them. Yeah, nobody they're was super paying passionate and intense, but no, they're just doing their weird dance thing and fondling each other. Anna shows up. 
let's talk about this because I am confused surrounding this. I also found it to be irrelevant. Well, it is. And it shouldn't have been because it's he we have seen Anna before. He was texting with her earlier in the movie twice, once at the very beginning before he even meets Laura in person. And then once when they're I think they're having breakfast or something and he gets a text from her and she's like, why haven't you texted me? Blah, blah, blah. And he ignores it. Okay, I must have missed that. And then she says at the party, or he tells her their breakup was recent. Yeah. And it was literally like when he saw her at the airport in the car and then he broke up with Anna, I'm guessing, which is pretty cold. Mm -hmm. And he was like, she never thought that I would find you. And honestly, why would this woman date this man who is pining for a woman he's never met to the point where he's, hanging paintings uh-huh. of her in the house clearly you're not gonna measure up so why right. like why trying? would you ever get involved with this guy and she says to him she's like i'll kill her and it's just very casual <laughs> like i'll murder her that's normal so my question is and i may be thinking about this movie a little bit too intently uh-huh. but so my theory is that anna is a member of a rival mafia association oh that's a total possibility and that they were supposed to link up to kind of join their mafia operations and this is why i think she has the power to kill laura because a normal person (laughs) wouldn't be so i mean i guess she might just be a scorned woman but she seemed i don't know to kind of have resources to make okay. that happen and like when we get to the ending of it you know the the circumstances of Lara's potential death <laughs> is kind of like a hit yeah as opposed mm-hmm. as opposed to Anna showing up at her apartment and shooting her in the head or something and can I tell you I when it came obviously we'll get there but when the ending happened I completely forgot about Anna saying that whole like I'll kill her thing ah uh, so I'm sitting yeah. here like why would she be getting hit? Why would there be a hit out on her? I don't understand. No, you're right to be confused because I don't think it was very clear. Right. Like a scorned ex-girlfriend. It doesn't seem like it would be that intense of a... Right. Enough motivation mm-hmm. to do this, especially because she really didn't seem like that unpleasant, you know, and, and like she wasn't that aggressive in trying to get Massimo back you know we saw them texting earlier but she didn't show up like she wasn't really a presence so for them for her to suddenly be like I'm gonna kill you I just I don't see another motive for like anybody else to kill her so I kind of assumed that it was her she was the only one who actually threatened uh, her life yeah but before we get to the end so I was gonna say do you want to get into the more cliche parts of this entire movie oh god I mean didn't we already or are there more well just you know she tells him I don't need 365 days. Oh, I'm I mean, in love this... with you. I love you. Great. He then immediately yeah. asks her to marry him. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Proposal definitely makes sense in that moment. Right. Immediately. Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. And then immediately meets her family at this wedding of somebody who yep. we don't know who it is. <laughs> Just a random person. A random wedding. Also the blonde hair. Oh God. Why did she do that? I didn't think it was awful. I didn't think it was awful. I don't think the cut was good. Uh, like it, it looked choppy in the back and I couldn't tell if it was a wig or not. Hmm. I think it was, but like, I think it was, to think too, she, but... you know, got it done. It, it wasn't the worst thing. I just, I don't think they, 
I don't think they did a good job with the cut. Right. And that was, by the way, that was another makeover scene that we, yep. uh, that we had to watch there. So, yeah. And then they get back home, I guess. They're back in Italy. And um, they're planning their wedding. They're planning their <laughs> wedding. And she says to him, like, well, first of all, he asks if she wants breakfast or wine. And she's like, no, I'm not feeling well. I'm like, okay. okay uh-huh. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. In sure. the morning, first thing in the morning, okay. not feeling well. Okay, but then she says something to him like, "I know you don't want anybody from Poland at the wedding, right?" And he's like, "Well, you didn't want them to know what I do, and right." So he's inviting all of his mobster friends, to right? His but her family can't come. <laughs> yeah, but he goes, you know, okay, fine, Olga can come. She could be your bride. So she comes. That's when they have their conversation on that, like that cliff, it looked like. Yeah, that random place that just yeah. pulled over on the side of the road. Like, we need to have a serious conversation out yeah. of earshot. So we're and just going to go she, over here. <laughs> and that's when she tells Olga that she's pregnant. And Olga's like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's yep. like an anchor baby situation where it's like, He's going to make you have it so that you're his forever. Like, it was just very like, Olga. You're the only smart one in this movie. Exactly. She gets it. She She's the only one looking at this objectively and being like, this is actually bonkers. You cannot do this. Mm-hmm. But she's going to do it. She's, she's going to do, do it, it anyway. And then that brings us to our final montage of the movie, which is her trying on her wedding dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so which was we get fucking that. gorgeous. Loved it. Loved it. Great look. I wouldn't expect any less, honestly. That's true. She probably has an unlimited budget. Oh, yeah. And then they're coming back. They're driving back in the car. And Mario is driving in a different car and gets a phone call from somebody. Right. Saying they're going to kill her. Yeah, they're going to kill her. And and that's, again, that's why I thought that it was like a mob connection Mm -hmm. and through Anna, potentially. It could be the rival mob trying to but they, but they don't need revenge. They killed his father. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, somebody's killing Lara. So he tries real hard to call her, but is it even possible to get a busy signal? These That's days? what I was laughing about. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so he's on the phone with her. The phone cut, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When they go in the tunnel, right. They go in the tunnel, the phone cuts. But then at that time, poor Mario is running in the heat, yeah. <laughs> trying to get to the house to tell him. And in typical, like, dramatic fashion, he, like, falls to his knees and looks up at the <laughs> sky like, oh. I actually was- thought they could have done that even more dramatic. I-, I thought that the way that they did it was actually okay. And then it cuts to black and I texted you and I'm like, that's yeah. how it ends. <laughs> yes. Well, setting us up perfectly for a sequel. Right. So- and that's why I had to go digging because I'm like, there's got to be another one. They can't do this, Tess. At that time, I don't think they had announced that there was going to be one. So, I mean, I remember seeing that ending and being like, uh, (laughs) okay then. So, I mean, do there, so a police car is at the scene. So blocking like the road to the, yeah. yeah. So we can assume that somebody is at least hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't know how anyone would have, I mean, it's her and Olga. So I don't know how anyone would have necessarily survived that, but I don't know what kind of a movie the sequel would be if neither of them did. Right. She has, she has to. I would be okay if she, wow. I won't say that out loud. (laughs) I I was going to say, I'd be okay if she lost the baby. I knew that's where that was going. (laughs) Because you can't have a fun, sexy movie if you're pregnant. That's all. So unless we get Olga and what's his face? Domenico. Domenico. Banging. I don't know. I don't think that's as hot of a couple, but 
Yeah. So I guess potentially we would get more closure on what happened. Maybe she's only very severely wounded and she makes a recovery, Mm. but I don't know. It's following a similar formula to 50 shades of gray with the, the jealous exes and stuff and them trying to kill and the obsessive boss the obsessive what boss oh right yeah jack jack something god it's been a long time did you say his whole name i did wow good for you i don't remember i haven't watched the movies or read the books in a very long time let me tell you that first book I read in a day. Oh, less I, it's than a very few hours. Oh, yeah. But it was one of those like I'm homesick no. and I'm just reading. And can I tell you, this is a little embarrassing, but I did not know Fifty Shades of Grey was porn or oh. erotica when I read it. Not because... with the handcuffs on the cover? No. So I had heard <laughs> I had heard that it was an adult Twilight fan fiction which which is what what it's marketed to be yes and so I was kind of expecting vampires and supernatural and you know like just Mm -hmm. a slightly less Mormon take on a human vampire relationship right and it was a big surprise to me (laughs) what it (laughs) actually was (laughs) it takes place in Seattle that's as close to Twilight as it's gonna be yeah, no, it's, I mean, the similarities are super obvious. So like, right, I but I also see... don't understand how it's Twilight fan fiction. You're not using the characters. You're not creating new scenarios with them. It's, it's like inspired by Twilight, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know what inspired 365 days, but well, the book, I guess, mm. <laughs> but I don't know what inspired that author to write the book unless it was literally just a sexual outlet. Because, again, the plot was super thin in this movie. And I actually think it could have been better if they had really played into the the mafia stuff a little bit more. Right. If we had a little more backstory as to why he's going for certain people, why they're coming for him. Because, again, the beginning, the meeting with the money. Right. What did that involve? What? what no idea. Where is that coming from now? What are we doing with it now? Right. And we know that he's kind of at war with the the group that killed his father but we don't really see anything on that there are no like actual conflicts that occur with those people Mm -hmm. so like this could have been more interesting but they just decided to focus on the erotic parts of the story yeah so it's just it's a little thin it's i read a decent amount of erotic literature mm-hmm. and I have to take a break from it sometimes when the plot starts getting too thin because sometimes I just can't deal with the the lack of setup I just I need a structure there to explain why things are happening yeah. why people are doing the things that they're doing if you don't give me enough there I can't see myself in that position and that's my problem with this movie is that I couldn't see myself being Laura <laughs> yeah no I also wrote at one point, I am too weak. I would have given in immediately. (laughs) Well, to bang. And that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, Like, I mean, she put up such a fight. And yet the first night he captured her and said the 365 days line and then touched her boob, I would have been like, just take me. (laughs) Right. Like, well, we can also at this point in time of my life, (laughs) anything will do. Yeah, sure. As I said, you know, if I have to bang a gangster, I will bang a gangster. As long as he looks like that 
Right. And I also made it to point a point to write that I don't dig his profile. There's something about his profile I don't like, but if he's looking okay. at you head on, I'm super attracted to him. Okay. I liked that um, he had some chest hair, mm-hmm. not like a ton, but you know, it, it gets a little tedious to see constantly like fully shaved men in all these. Yeah, it's impossible. Nobody does this. Right. And yeah. I think and I've I'm... only been with hairy gentlemen. <laughs> so nice that you call them gentlemen. They're not though. That's the problem. Just trying oh, to be I, nice here. It's ironic. I yeah. see. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, maybe we'll be coming at you with part two. Oh, of I can't wait, guys. 365 days. I really hope. I mean, we have to cover it. We do. We do. Because if it's anything like this movie, it's just gonna be so fun. I just have a blast watching this movie. Right. It's this so one ridiculous. was actually. This was. Again, it's like a perfect hate watch. We had enough yeah. to critique and criticize, but it was still like There's when so I was done, I was like, I can't wait to talk about this. And then I was like, <laughs> super psyched that there's going to be a sequel. And I'm like, what is going on? I thought I hated this. I remember being really mad the first time that I watched it, that I watched it by myself. I'm like, I can't believe I you didn't did say it. You're another, like, you need to watch it. Yeah. We were going to watch it together. And then just Ugh. like we got into a schedule we started the pod and then it was like okay it's Riverdale now until yeah we had to put whenever it for a yeah while. but I think this movie's evergreen I think whenever you watch it it's just gonna be a complete mm-hmm. shit show so if you haven't watched it yet I would highly recommend checking it out just for the what the fuck factor of it because moment to moment there's something absolutely ridiculous happening and it, it has to be seen to be believed yeah And you didn't really need to pay attention to a plot because like we said, it was very thin. But yeah, just to like pick up on the very odd timing of things. And I really can't believe it was two months. And especially we have to think about the fact that she had to have been pregnant for like a month to know that she was pregnant. Right. Crazy. So the first pregnant within a month. Right. (laughs) That first time. Boom. Done. But now here's my question though. Like take 50 shades for example mm-hmm. he like made sure she was on fucking birth control he was like uh, right. we're well not he didn't want to be a father that's right definitely part but of also like character. i guess when you're holding somebody captive you don't really have these conversations no and he was in love with her like christian gray was not in love with anastasia at least not in the beginning initially. right he just wanted to fuck her but massimo was in love and I'm using air quotes because right. you can't fall in love with somebody looking at them on a beach. And so I'm sure he is more than happy to be a, a father with her. I wonder though. Wonder what? What's in a wonder ball? I was gonna sing. I was gonna <laughs> sing the jingle, but I'm not. <laughs> wonder, wonder, okay. wonder, wonder what's in a wonder ball? Wonder ball. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, those things are old. So, and then they recall they them. them. Yeah. Yeah. They don't make them anymore. Oh, um, choking on shit. Yeah. Because they had put toys in them at first. And then they were like, no, yeah. we should just put other candy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I don't see him being okay with it at first. Like, I feel like we're going to get that pushback initially. Okay. Well, if let's make some predictions. So here's my prediction for the sequel. If Laura survives, I predict that the baby will not have survived and Massimo will find out 
afterwards that she was pregnant and be really upset right like at the hospital when they come in yeah. and they're gonna be like yeah they'll say oh. like lara's stable but i'm sorry we lost the baby and he's gonna be like what? What, baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're gonna get that i mean i'm pretty we're sure we so can gonna get honestly that. bet money on that <laughs> oh i'm trying to i don't know if anything else is really predictable at this point yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I do feel like it would make more sense for her and Olga to survive, in which case I think Olga will connect yeah, with, with yeah. Domenico. Um, so I think that's a pretty safe guess as well. And I also think that then things will escalate in the feud with Anna uh, because I do think that she is responsible for that hit. Yeah, it's going to be him really trying to track down who tried to kill Yes, her. yeah, certainly. And I would just love to know who tipped Mario off because we... Like, right know who that person was and again you and i both watched the subtitles and it didn't say a name no it's said man i think yeah but what was what was interesting too was the scene before that he had been talking to laura and she was like you don't like me he's like well you know it's nothing personal it's just you know you make massimo act like an idiot basically right like it's the situation it's not you it's just how this is panning out but he did seem to really try to warn her and then to get to Massimo when she was yeah. in danger. So, Because for a second, I was like, is he behind this? Because that would make things a lot easier for him if she were out of the picture. But there could be a potential for some kind of betrayal there. And I had to rewind it because, again, they were speaking in Italian. And I realized that Mario was on the phone and saying, you know, freaking out. I was like, we got to get to, you know, but. I, for some reason, thought that he was tipped off that she was pregnant at first. <laughs> and he was speeding off to tell Massimo. <laughs> I'm like, that can't be right. And I like, go, around. go. And I'm like, oh, she's going to die. Got it. That's so funny. <laughs> Imagine the urgency just to deliver that message. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I think I'm tapped out on this one. I yeah. don't think I, I mean, actually, I probably could talk about it forever, but. It's probably a good time. Yeah, to, no, I think we call it a night. Yeah, we covered all the bases. <laughs> First, yes. second, third, and home. Yeah. If home is penetrative sex, we definitely covered <laughs> we finally all the bases. got there. <laughs> An hour into the two hour movie. Mm-hmm. This movie could have been a half hour at least shorter. Oh yeah. I will come out and say that. Could have been a much shorter movie. Yeah, because once we got to the sex, it sped up like crazy. Yeah, right. Everything was super accelerated. It was a lot of the building. And and I get that, you know, like they try to build the tension and and that's what they're doing in the first part of the movie. But uh, when you we don't have hours to spend on this idiotic relationship. So, you know, show passage of time if you want to take more time to spend building Mm -hmm. it, you know, but no, they went two months and two hours. We got an hour per per month per month. (laughs) And really quick. After the sex montage, I love that he can just jump in the ocean to wash it off. Oh, yes. And oh. he got out all naked and stuff. That and was, was actually like, kind of nice. I like <laughs> that a lot. Yes. One day I'll have sex on a yacht. <laughs> <laughs> let's manifest that for each other. Yeah. Let's put that into the universe for 2022. Yacht sex. Hot sex, yacht sex. <laughs> oh, bam. Hashtag. <laughs> anyway oh man, god close to riverdale coming back which feels terrifying it does i'm really scared it's not gonna have any of the sex appeal of this movie but i don't think so it's kind of sad i'm i'm kind of dreading it but you know there's got to be a light at the end of the tunnel here riverdale's got to be on its last legs given it was pushed to sundays 
yeah, where primetime TV goes to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're close to that. And uh, before then, we will figure out another movie. Yeah, we have too many with. options to tell we do. You what we it couldn't is decide now. on a whim. No. And we don't want to. We want to no, make intelligent, yeah. thorough decisions. So you can check out all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, website. And we will update you with what that movie is as soon as we know what that movie is. Yes. If you need any of our handles or whatever, they're in our show notes. Yes. So you can find us there. Perfect. Oh, what are we going to sign off with? Till next time, baby girl. No, I hate it so much. Oh my God. Like I, my stomach literally. Turns. Listen, I like, think I executed that disgusting. amazingly. You did. And I'm probably going to leave it in, but like, <laughs> I'm also going to leave in me talking about how I feel sick.